Welcome to FitFlow Radio, the podcast built to help you make that 1% daily improvement 10 times more impactful. I am your host, Coach Andy James. The purpose of this podcast is to help bring you the guidance required to maximize on that 1% improvement. Now, without further ado, let's jump into this podcast. Welcome back to another episode of FitFlow Radio. I'm joined today by a fellow friend and fellow lifter, Braden Evely at Braden Evely on Instagram. Braden is a good friend of mine. We've known each other now for a while and I thought it was about time I introduced him to my audience and allowed him to share some of his knowledge that he can deliver and help you implement in your life so that Braden is pretty much a master when it comes down to scheduling results within a busy life. So he's, he's an online fitness coach. I've known Braden now for going on a good couple of years and it's even to the point where We've met up in person a few times, had some good lifts together, had some good laughs together. Um, but my, my respect goes to Braden when it comes down to producing awesome results with very limited time. Um, it's something that really, it really stands out to me for Braden when it comes down to his style of coaching and the way that he, he delivers information into the people that he works with. So it's only beneficial for you to absorb the knowledge that this guy's going to lend you today um, and go, go away on, on Monday and implement something out of this podcast that's going to allow you to push forwards with probably a few less, you know, fewer restrictions with time-limiting factors. Um, but go and check out his content. This guy, for me, he's probably one of the few guys that can do like three bicep curls and then Google are ringing him for the latest roadmap development because this guy's vascularity is crazy it's it's something that i try to shy away from when i'm stood next to him within a gym just simply because i'm not going to get me wrong there's a bit of envy there there's a bit of envy <laughs> uh, so this podcast is mainly going to be around managing health with a limited time schedule and how you can implement certain strategies to help you move forward and get the best bang for your book with the time that you have so Braden, welcome Andy, thank you. Thank you for having me on, mate. And thank you for the introduction. <laughs> Not a problem. Um, just trust you to bring up the vascularity. <laughs> and look, the people have only got to go over to your, your Instagram profile to have a look and they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. They know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so for me, like I say, I mean, we've known each other a while now. And one thing that's always stood out for me is how you manage people that sort of come to you and the, the time schedule that I mean, I know following you in the past, going from having being in employment and then coaching to then fully transitioning into uh, an online coach as well. Now, the thing that always stood out for me was the amount of hours that you used to work within the day, as well as then have your own fitness clients and then train as well. I always used to question me. I know I get a lot done in a day, but running sort of three major key factors as an everyday staple in your life. For me, I was always like, this, this guy's got some good systems in place to, to really allow that leverage on the amount of time that he's given in a week. Now, we're, we're always told that we all get the same 24 hours in a day, but it's how effectively we use these, these hours that we're given, these minutes. For me, observing you was always a, a key point to, for me to say, you know what? people can learn and that's the reason as to why I wanted to invite you over to this podcast because I think that people listening to this one can understand that regardless of the time that they have got there is something out there that they can do that's going to allow them to produce an awesome result. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think over the years of like working my corporate job front hand and having that experience, having to learn to kind of adapt myself and, and find out ultimately what works, because I think more often than not, we do hear, oh, you've got to be more effective with your time. Um, people kind of never really address how you go about doing that or people will automatically assume that you've got to sort of overhaul your life to actually create these changes which is not the case and you know there is something to be said for uh, a busy lifestyle and working for instance a corporate job Um, there's something to be said for it because it does take up a lot of your time um, but then there's no reason why if you do find yourself in a job like that, that you can't be in shape. Oh yeah, I completely agree. I mean, looking back at times, even in my life where I've worked shift work, um, even through into night shifts, um, morning and afternoon shifts. And I would say there, it is very easy to fall into the trap to say, I don't have the time to be able to take health as a priority. Uh, but on the back of that, I would say that it's more of a case of understanding the time that we're actually given within the day and how effectively we do use it. Um, I think people are under this the misconception that to be extremely healthy, to make big radical changes, they have to they have to give a lot up and a lot of time towards something that realistically that just isn't the case if it's managed and manipulated correctly. Yeah, I totally agree. I think one thing, kind of going off what you've just said there, one thing that always stood out for me, naturally, um, I feel like the whole bodybuilding image kind of screams fitness and everybody thinks to be healthy and get in shape that you've got to do that. And, And it's not the case. Like even I don't train like a full bodybuilder would stepping on stage, don't have the time. And, you know, I'm sure you find yourself in a similar boat. Um, There are so many ways to be healthy, but I feel like that screams it a lot. And then you kind of forget about utilizing the time that you've got on your own schedule and looking at how you can ultimately be better and make better decisions and different things like that. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I do think a lot of the time um, the excuse of I don't get home until 6, 7 p.m. at night um, instantly screams, I've got to, I've got to then prepare to go to a gym, get into that frame of mind. By the time I'm there, it's going to be 7 PM. Then I've got to do an hour and a half's worth of lifting. Then before I eat, it's going to be 9 PM. And then I don't get to sleep until 1 AM because I'm too wired from training and etc. And I think it's just more of a case of understanding that time efficiency is applicable in all areas in the sense of it's not just finding the time to train, but also finding the, the way to train with the time that you're given as well. Um, I think that plays into a massive key role when it comes down to really leveraging any time that you're given, whether it be 20 minutes, 45 minutes, um, you know, the fortunate ones that can give over 60 minutes worth of training time. That being said in itself, I think a lot of the time, most people lean towards the excuse is because it's more a fear of changing the comfort zone that they've created from day to day that allows them to, to exist the way that they do. To me, when I hear somebody say, I don't have the time, it's more of a case of 
I have the time, but am I prepared to really make the changes in my life to be able to stick with investing in myself, you know, that long, that longevity of wealth and health. Um, so I always, I always question the fact that it's not so much the time because my biggest one is social media. I mean, you go to anybody's active time on social media these days, and I can guarantee you it's at least two to three hours minimum for the day. Um, so I always say, I mean, there's nothing on social media that you can't catch up with within 20 minutes that you could then save yourself a good couple of hours with. That being said on its own is a gateway to producing time efficiency within the day for you to be able to go, actually, I can now prioritize my health because there are certain windows within a day where, yes, it might take a little bit of manipulation, but allowing yourself to move forwards with time efficiency in mind I think is a key factor for anybody that's looking to really sort of commit long-term to a lifestyle change. And that's one thing that I've seen you do with a lot of people. It's taking these corporate corporate minded people with zero time efficiency and really allowing them to see what they're physically capable of long-term by making small shifts. Like you, I mean, like we're both big on habit building. So by creating small shifts short-term that allow realistically longer leverage, yeah, absolutely. You made some great points there because one thing I always kind of see it as, I think everybody focuses on how they want to look and, and health in general is based on how they want to look. But you've got to kind of take care of the things that are not necessarily surface level. And I, I always talk about a couple of things with my clients and that's creating consistency and creating flexibility for you as an individual. And, you know, like you've said about social media, being on your phone, nobody likes the screen report that we get at the end of a week on your phone. It is, it is, no, shock, it is shocking at times. <laughs> <laughs> nobody can be proud of that, surely. And, uh, you know, I know even for us working in the online space, there's, I'm sure there's times where it can be a lot lower than, than what it is. And, uh, when you just address those small things and you kind of, you zone in on yourself, you focus on what you're doing and, and maybe the things that you're giving energy towards that are not ultimately serving you, that are not making you a better person. Um, you know, start, start to kind of, not necessarily remove things from your life, but just kind of like, can I, can I be doing something that's more beneficial to me, that's actually going to, make me progress as a person, make me feel better as an individual. Um, and it, it does come back to kind of giving to yourself first before you start giving your energy to different, different things. And, you know, consistency and flexibility is, is a huge one for me personally. Yeah. I mean, just to touch on that, like you say, it's more of a case of the flexibility side of things is being understanding that an effective workout is, is actually only the one that you presently attend. You know, if you keep saying to yourself day after day that I'm going to work out, I'm going to make a change, but you never actually take the first step in doing so. I mean, in my eyes, committing to 15 minutes of consistency is better than just keep saying I'm going to, I'm going to make a change. From there at that point, that's where the flexibility really kicks in. I mean, it can be as simple as creating time in a day just to be able to go for a, for a short stroll, for a short walk and just go actually... I've given myself now 15 minutes of a day, every day, to be able to go for a short walk. I've created that 15-minute window. So if I can create 15 minutes, why can't I create 30 minutes? 
and it's allowing you then to see that consistency and that flexibility in there to go actually now the walk is now not enough to stimulate sort of you know any kind of healthy response in weight loss because i'm only doing xyz in expenditure but now i really need to consider increasing the intensity of what i do in that 30 minutes so it's more of a case of it being understanding of there being a process to really being effective with your time i don't think anybody's given the ultimate solution when they look at their weekly schedule and i mean if i said to you now anybody listening to this if you open up your google calendar and look at your schedule now i mean probably doesn't look like mine <laughs> um, i have everything planned out from the second I wake up to when I downtime at night. But if you look at your calendar now, I can pretty much guarantee that at least two to three times in that week, you would see a 30 minute window minimum that you could use effectively for some kind of exercise as prioritizing, you know, just exercise in general. So my ask of you right now is to, is to even pause this podcast, go and look at your calendar and just sort of identify with yourself there are at least three windows this week coming that I could do something for 30 minutes that doesn't require you to change your job, change the time that you go to work, change what time you get up in the morning. You're not looking to rearrange your life right now. You're looking for a window of opportunity. And I think that's something that you, you really define when you work with the people that you work with is seeing the window of opportunity without having to completely rearrange the jigsaw puzzle is so to say it's, it's finding those pieces and making them fit rather than trying to find a different puzzle it's it's just not it's not feasible yeah 100 percent. that window of opportunity is so so important and even as like a small actionable thing that you can do right now you can't typically change the hours that you work you know more more so than not they are set hours but one of the first things that I suggest you kind of look at doing when you're planning out your week is analyze that schedule. And one of the first, first things that you can plug in is two or three 20, 30 minute workouts. Plug those in first. You know when you're going to be working, plug those in first. This isn't saying you've got to do it every day, but maybe just plug in that 20 minutes three times a week one of the first things you do make it a priority kind of make it a non-negotiable thing to do because if you tick those off that simply just builds confidence and like you said if you hit a 15 20, 20 minute workout and realize well i could probably stretch that to 25 chances are before you know it you're probably doing three 25 minute workouts then you're probably doing three 30 minute workouts and you can still create results with that kind of stuff. And I think that's where, going back to a point we made earlier, like health and fitness is so screened by the bodybuilding way. And there is a lot on social media. And it does look like, it kind of gives you this image of long workouts, lifting as much weight as you possibly can. Make sure you're training on like five or six different machines if, if we're in the gym environment. Obviously, we're not right now, but if you are, I think you build this image in your head of I'm not going to create results because I haven't got time to go and do all that. Yeah, well, I think it's, results, you know. The expectation, you know I mean? yes, the expectation of what it, what it should look like to realistically create this, this result that a lot of people strive to have in their life. Um, I think again like you say the the image that the fitness 
space in itself portrays is that most people live live literally live this lifestyle and unless you you're already a, a personal trainer a coach um, somebody in a sort of a fitness role you can't achieve you know great long-lasting results it's more of a case of it's like a it's a bit of a fad or a yo-yo scenario whereas you're in and out of different situations you're in and out of different programs and approaches and it's not actually about creating that consistency that works for you so a lot of people then shy away from even wanting and looking to create that time within that weekly schedule for them to say well i will give it that 30 minutes um, because the 30 minutes three times a week is better than zero minutes zero times a week in my eyes i mean something is better than nothing and then just work on it from there um creating that window of opportunity like you say i mean there was something that i wanted to really touch on that you said about the priority side of things you know if you if you aren't making it as if, if health and fitness isn't as a priority in your life as getting up and going to your your job your you know your business whatever that may be or even as sort of as far as you know eating food you know, meal timings those kind of things if it's not as a bigger priority in your life as as what those other situations are within your within your weekly schedule i think it is very easy for people to just kind of pick fitness up and put it back down again when it's when realistically it should be sort of like priority two within your calendar when you're looking at your weekly time and your schedule. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, going off what you've said there, you are expected to perform a certain way when you go to work. You are expected to complete certain things. How long are you going to keep that up if you're constantly putting your own health and, and you as an individual on the back burner? How, how long are you going to continue to keep that up for? Even if you're not giving yourself those two or three 30 minute sessions per week, because this isn't as saying to feel better, to perform better. You've got to be in the gym for a couple of hours. That's, that's not the case at all. And it, it does upset me that it's portrayed in that way. Um, hopefully it's, it, it will break up as the years go by. Um, but, you are not going to perform at X level that you, is expected of you if you continuously put yourself second. If you're always kind of putting your health on the back burner and, and just saying, oh, I'll do it next week. And, and then next week comes around and you're like, oh, I'm too busy. I'll do it next week. It, it, you shouldn't always be sacrificing yourself, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think there's definitely something to be said from research perspectives as well as to the people that prioritize health. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to use the cheesy line, sort of the health is wealth scenario. Uh, I do think it also has, it has a very big kickback when it comes to the whole, and let's, when, when I refer to wealth, I mean wealth of life, not just wealth as in financial. Um, but I just think by by being healthier in your own life, the wealth that it does give you back, um, it just doesn't, it doesn't just come from looking a specific way either. So I think a lot of the time people struggle to understand that they think fitness takes away energy because it requires energy. But what they don't really, what they don't really understand is that long-term it actually sort of magnifies the amount of energy that you've got you know it increases exponentially the amount of energy that you can give then to other things in your life so the beginning process of trying to find that 30 minutes within six months 
you would be looking back saying to my saying to yourself and looking at the situation that 30 minutes that i used to use as an excuse i'm now training six days a week for an hour but yet my life still hasn't changed i've just reorganized the priorities of the day realistically what's always happened is that you've been shown that you matter and that's the biggest thing about sort of really structuring health within a, a weekly schedule is that it's prioritizing you it's bringing you up that priority priority ladder you know putting you at position one position two rather than allowing everything in your weekly schedule to to really sort of manipulate how then you show up for yourself because theoretically at the end of it i mean if you look back over the last six months and say to yourself what have i actually given to myself and what am i giving to everybody and all the situations around me i can pretty much guarantee that by the end of the day you're not even taking into account any exercise right now but your energy levels by the end of the day are drained you're feeling low you're feeling tired you're feeling lethargic it's then very easy to make poor dieting choices whilst in this mindset as well so it's kind of a catalyst in itself by you and you're not selfish by prioritizing yourself. I think this is one of the big things that a lot of people come across is that they think to prioritize themselves, they have to become selfish. But what I say is that if you aren't, priori if you aren't prioritizing your own health and you aren't showing up at 100% for, your for yourself, you're only giving to everybody else a very small percentage of who you truly can be. And that to me is just, that doesn't sit well with me as an individual because if I can't give people around me 100% of me, just because I can't show up for myself at 100%, then I don't actually think that that's a, that's a plausible excuse to say that my health doesn't matter because you're only here once. Just remember that. Like I've been in situations personally where my life was on the line and I was like, what can I actually do with a life? What can you do with it? Because if, the limiting factor right now is you saying I don't have time. I call BS. And that is simply because you don't prioritize yourself as highly as the tasks around you from day to day. And I think it's just breaking that stigma that you can give yourself the attention that you need. And I think that's what you do very well with people that you work with is you show them that they are a priority to themselves. And by not allowing them to use time scheduled through the week is an excuse to not allow them to show up for themselves um, I think sometimes it does help when not just being guided but you've got somebody to call you on that like you, like you mentioned before like the accountability side of things as well just moving forward and having that structure yeah definitely great points um, in terms of prioritizing yourself it, it does have to be number one and it's not selfish, like you said. It's really not. And I think that's maybe that's developed from kind of feeling as though it is a selfish thing, worrying about what other people are going to say if you're giving to yourself so much. Mm. Um, and I will say from past experiences uh, of working in the corporate space, it goes the other way when you take care of yourself, when you prioritize your health. Other people at first will say kind of like, what are you doing that for? But that lasts for such a short time because they start to realize how well you're showing up, how well you perform, how much more energy you've got to give. And it catches on. It, it really does catch on. And before you know it, people will ask you what you're doing. Mm. 
Oh yeah, I, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I do think it's it's like it's an infectious way of feeling and being because obviously you 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 giving yourself the requirements that you really need to be sort of an optimal human. You know, in that respect, if you take everybody else that then surrounds you and your your energy is aligned with your actions, you're actually sort of your frequency is being given to everybody else. Now, this is a completely other, this is a completely different subject that I could get into on another podcast one day. But let's just say that you're in a room full of people and version one of you is the kind of person that doesn't take your health as a priority. It's more of a case of you find more excuses and reasons to look after yourself. Version two is the one that prioritizes the health. They schedule some time within the week their, their, their understanding of what it takes to realistically be a better version of themselves. Version one walks into the room and stands in a group of people. They're pretty much either absorbed by the energy of the room and then therefore not seen, or they're recognized for not being a, a life within the room. Version two, the same person that, again, just prioritizes themselves a little bit more, Although somebody might see it as being selfish to prioritize themselves a bit more, you walk into a room full of people, you are the life of the room. People do turn to you. And this isn't a look at me egotistical scenario. This is you being able to deliver to other people. This is a selfless way of giving energy to other people, showing them that there are better ways to live, showing them that the, the choices that you make help. And by being sort of a, a guiding beacon for other people to, to really use as a as a standing point for them to say, you know what, if they can do it, I can do it. Because I think anybody that who takes a step forwards and looks to be able to invest in themselves in any way, shape or form that's growth related, you do kind of have an obligation then to share with others in the sense of how this can be done and how this can be implemented into somebody else's life. Yeah, 100%. And being that example to others, you will find is huge and when you start to take care of yourself when you start to prioritize yourself you're almost without saying it you are asking others to level up with you come up to my level this is what it does for you the, mm. the confidence that you portray to people just you may not notice it but how you enter a room changes 100 percent. oh you yeah i completely changes. agree you know, and, and just the way that you show up, the way that you hold yourself is completely different because you're building confidence all the time. You're ticking smaller things off that you maybe wouldn't have done before. Building up consistency. It's just ticking boxes, confidence all the time. It makes, it makes the world a difference in my opinion. So my, I'm going to ask then, I mean, I would like our listeners to be able to take at least one actionable thing away. As you know, these, as you know, guys, these podcasts are released on a Friday. Um, and the reason being is so that it allows you to think about the information that you've been given and allow yourself the space over a weekend to think, how can I action this in my life come Monday? Um, so that being said, my, my ask is what action point, what tangible piece of, of guidance would you give to somebody that's saying to themselves right now, I don't have the time and my life's basically got to change for me to implement any kind of healthy regime into my life. 
Yeah, great question, man. Uh, I'd say I'd say this. Instead of looking at it and kind of making this list of all the things that you think you need to do, just burn that list. Do yourself a favor and burn that list. Look at it in this way. What's one small thing that you could do perhaps this next coming week that is going to make you at least 1% better? That is going to move the needle even just a tiny bit. It doesn't have to be a huge jump. I think we want to see results very, very fast. And that is just a whole different topic that we could dive down. But what's just one small thing that you could do? And it doesn't have to be a training-related thing. But outline just one small thing that is not going to disrupt your schedule, that's not going to interfere with the hours you need to work and perhaps some commitments that you've got. Just analyze that and just make it the, I'll say the second thing that you note down on your calendar because work is in there and you, you probably haven't got the option to alter your working hours. So we'll say number two, you know, schedule that. I know you're big on this, Andy. Like if, if it's not scheduled, then it doesn't happen. I know you're big with that. So schedule that one change down, whatever it may be. And because we've talked workouts um, on this and, and finding the time, maybe it is a 15 minute workout. Maybe it's just one. But if you didn't do anything last week, in my opinion, that's making yourself at least 1% better. Oh, I'm, I'm all about 1% better. I mean, those, it's, it, it applies to pretty much everything that we do. This just isn't health related. This is every single area of our lives that we can just level up in. Um, it is all about creating that just giving energy to that one percent in any area for us to be a, a sort of on the on the alignment of improvement, you know, on that pathway to creating a better version than what we were yesterday. I think the biggest thing from it that puts people off, and it's a little bit like what you said there, is it's the time scale thing, the reward received from giving the one percent. I think a lot of people in in the perception of what it should look like is that one percent isn't enough to change what it is that they're currently feeling but if i gave it 50 percent, that i know is going to disrupt disrupt my life but i know i will get results if i give it 50 percent. i had a very good conversation on a previous podcast um, with another very good friend of mine and he used the analogy of you can fill a bath two ways you could run the tap at full speed or you could literally allow it to drip fill. But either way, the bath gets full. It's just a period of time. Now, if you don't have the time to give full speed ahead, then drip feeding that bath is exactly the way to move forward to still get to that result. Because inevitably, the result is the same. It's just you go about it a different way. Now, I mean, you touched upon it. You said, I mean, I'm massively big on scheduling things. And I am because I'm a firm believer if you don't schedule it, it doesn't get done. Um, and for that reason alone, I think just it lends that structure is a very big part of being able to manage that I can't and I don't have in life. When realistically, 
you get more done when you schedule more in because there's less procrastination involved. There's less uncertainty. All these things that we use as leverage to say not to do something, it kind of becomes the definitive opposite. And you actually move forward and say, actually, I can, I have got all the time that I need to be able to produce a result. It's just more of a case of, I feel comfortable saying I don't. So use what Braden said there you know, schedule, look at your week's schedule for next week and say to yourself, at priority number two, through this week, bar the time that you schedule for work, which again, should be in a weekly schedule, do not ignore that because if you see a big empty gap in your week, generally we tend to think we can fill it with other things. Um, so, you know, schedule work, then priority two, schedule some sort of 1% improvement for your health. Now, this 1% can lend to many different things it can lend to better diet choices it can lend to a bit more physical activity it could even just lend to giving yourself five minutes a day of just deep breathing just to say to yourself i can disconnect from all the frustration and chaos of life and just ground myself for that five minutes because i tell you what within that five minutes you will soon find 30 minutes to give to yourself to exercise and that is a point that if you do not implement next week, it's only you that, are miss that is missing out because as, as far as we look at this, your life in, 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 in its hands right now is passing you by if you do not make this 1% improvement. Because what's a life that's worth living if you can look back and say you didn't live the life that you wish you could have had? Because that's no life to be lived. We don't want to live in ifs and buts and wishes. We want to live in presence. We want to live in certainty. And you can create that by just making a 1% improvement. Just give yourself the time, give yourself the patience that's required. Yeah, 100%. And when, when you tick that 1% decision that you've made going into next week, when you get that in your schedule and you execute it, even if it's a five-minute breathing, five-minute meditation, a five-minute workout, whatever it may be, when you tick that off, the way that that will make you feel will set you up to schedule another five-minute workout or a five-minute meditation. And you oh, yeah. do, slowly but surely, you do create momentum, slowly but surely. And, and you've got to be okay with that. There's no point going from nothing to trying to just bombard yourself with absolutely everything that you think you need to do. I agree. I mean, I completely, I think the, the thing, the biggest thing is like you say previously is it's that frustration of thinking that it's got to be at level 10,000 to see a result from something. Whereas, so that just puts me off from wanting to schedule anything because realistically time is the time that you're giving to making a positive change. If you've, if you've only given it the 1% that only in your eyes is more than enough to be a 1% better version of yourself than what you were last week. And that 1% can come from anywhere. So long as it's creating positivity moving forward, it's creating some sort of personal growth. You know, it's, it's, it's adding value to that wealth in the health, you know, that whole bank balance of wealth. You know, adding, adding one, one penny a week, one pence a week, one, one cent a week, you know, over a period of time, you're going to see, you're going to see the return on the investment. And by doing so, you become a better version of yourself. Is it such a drastic change when you look back? Probably not, because you've grown through the process. 
Now, if you're looking for a drastic change, I would say if you're looking for a drastic change, and this is just me personally, I, I, I'd hazard a guess that Braden will say the same. Ideally, you look to seek guidance because it is very, very easy to lose yourself with radical quick change. And it's very easy to fall into a trap that is being, when you're not being guided or being overseen, um, you can develop very unhealthy ways of producing long-term results. And it becomes sort of a very unhealthy to a overly healthy, let's say, uh, way of trying to create a sustainable lifestyle. It's either that, it's that all in or all out factor. Long-term results are best served from 1% improvements. And that's what this podcast is all about. It's about creating that 1% improvement each day, each week. So my guidance taken from Braden for you guys for next week is to implement that 1% improvement and look to make your health your priority number two and what you schedule in your schedule next week. And that's a wrap on this podcast. Thank you for being present. As always, I've left my contact details in the show notes, so please feel free to reach out and connect. That's all I have for you today. I'll catch you in the next one.